Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of The Vincent Show. I am your host, also named The Vincent Show. Sort of. I'm Chad Vincent. My last name is not Show. It is Vincent. That doesn't make any sense, and I don't care. We've got some good news, and we've got some uh, crazy shit going on. And this is my second episode, and we had a whopping 49, 49 people listen to last week's episode. They put it on, and then they turned the volume down and walked away just so I could have the uh, the hit on the thing. So that was nice. No likes. Well, there's one like, but I did that. And that was just to see if it would register, because I'm sad and I liked my own stuff. But, hey, somebody's got to. If no, If you can't like you, then who's going to like you, right? You have you have to you have to like you before anybody else can like you and god damn it I like me most of the time probably never All right so I need to pull my pull my show notes up cuz I operate off notes because I'm a grown up That was me throwing headphones away if you heard that little clack sound in the background cuz I don't want to hear the sound of my own voice cuz there's nothing that drives me crazier than the sound of my own voice Speaking of my voice and me and where to find me, that was a that was a nice transition. No, it wasn't, but I tried. Uh, speaking of where to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Chad W Vincent. I'm the the crazy guy on Twitter that sends messages to whatever person in government that I feel like screaming at. I'm sure they don't read it, but I, it's my mission on Twitter to uh, drive Donald Trump insane to the point where he kills himself. I don't want to murder anyone. And I am not pro-suicide, but I'd like to drive him crazy enough to where at least he thinks about it, cutting his wrist or something, once a day. Just once a day. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Chad Vincent Comedy, which is funny, because I'm not. And, um, you know, you're listening, to the, uh, you're listening to the podcast, you're probably listening to it on iTunes, but you can find me on SoundCloud, you can find me on Stitcher, and this is, the, this is my magic number five quote-unquote episode. To get me onto iHeartRadio, so hopefully I'll be on iHeartRadio after this week. So that'll be fucking awesome. We're all stoked and can't wait for that. And uh, um, and, and my mom has been having trouble listening to to this to the podcast on her phone. So if she's finally gotten to this one, hi mom, how are you doing? Just checking in, making sure you're okay. I'll call you this weekend. Let's get right into the news. The big news is Trump care or Ryan care or butt care or whatever the hell you want to call this horrendous healthcare bill. I had this whole long section planned out. I was going to talk all kinds of shit about the healthcare bill. Turns out I don't need to. Just a couple hours before I'm recording this, they had to take it away. Oh no. The Republicans uh, Lost another one. Trump lost another one. Loser Trump lost the popular vote, had a small crowd at his inauguration, and can't even get a Muslim ban or a healthcare bill through. This guy can't do anything. It's almost like he's an impotent 70-year-old man. Who would have thunk it? An impotent 70-year-old man. What I did find funny earlier this week was in an attempt to get this... Uh, oh my god, this abortion of a healthcare bill. This healthcare bill will probably defund the ability to 
get an abortion is itself actually an abortion of a bill. So if you think about it, it's circular logic. But in an effort to get this health care bill through, Donald Trump basically had to threaten all of the House Republicans to vote on it when it wasn't ready, when, when even fellow lawmaker and gay man on beach who you pay to beat up so you can look good in front of your girlfriend, Paul Ryan... He even had to finally back down and say, nope, Obamacare is law of the land for now. This health care bill isn't going to go through. They've made some changes to it from last week. I think it went up from $24 million uninsured by in 10 years to like $30 million uninsured. And it was going to actually save the government even less money. So it was going to be this a bigger amount, a larger amount of people without health insurance. And a smaller amount of money saved. Only a Republican can think that's a fucking good idea. Kill people, save less money. That's the Republican way of thinking, man. Kill people, save less money. They're supposed to be conservative, but they can't conserve the planet. Can they? they ju- they're they're going to go ahead with the Keystone Pipeline, despite the fact another pipeline recently broke and is polluting. Of course it is. And we're going to just, yeah, let's keep doing these oil pipelines going, going, stretching miles and miles and miles. Those are definitely a good thing. Fuck the planet, right? I've got an 11 year old daughter that I may have mentioned. She's a mostly straight A student. She's kicking ass in school. I'm proud of her, but I got an 11 year old daughter. She doesn't really need a planet for her children and especially her, fuck her grandchildren. They don't need a planet. I'm not, I'm probably only going to know her grandchildren for maybe a couple years. So what the fuck do I care? I say, let's destroy the planet now. Pipelines for everyone. Fuck the planet. Hell, by that point, we should have figured out a way to get to Mars and terraform that shit, right? Don't worry. We'll pollute the fuck out of that too. And where are we now? Oh, yes. The, the amazing news that came out that, uh... FBI director and Clinton saboteur James Comey was doing these meetings with Congress and during this he admitted that yes in fact the FBI is investigating the Trump campaign's ties to Russia which is fantastic because I mean there's so many ties it's, it warrants an investigation I'm not saying that Trump is guilty Ha, fuck it, yeah I am. He's totally guilty. Um, You'd have to be blind not to see it. I mean, come on. His um, son-in-law, his national security advisor, his, um, what, I can't remember what Rex Tillerson does. Is he the attorney general? No, that's Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions has got, everybody in this campaign has ties to... The uh, Russian ambassador, Sergei Kislyak, or something like that. So, of course, of course it should be investigated. It only makes sense because clearly, clearly, he's an illegitimate loser president who's fucking guilty. So, it makes sense. And But what's funny about this is that in the middle of the congressional hearing, he has, Donald Trump has the balls, the balls, while, while James Comey is saying, we are investigating the Trump campaign for their ties to Russia. Trump can- tweets out, The NSA and the FBI have said there are no links to 
the Trump campaign in Russia whatsoever. That's not what was said. And they even had to bring it up in the hearing. Like, dude, what the hell is wrong with this guy? The guy's a fucking, he's a habitual serial liar. He's a moron. I don't know if he actually honestly heard that because he's fucking demented, which wouldn't surprise me. Or if he really thinks that if he just tweets this out, people are just never going to catch on to the fact that he's a, a bullshit artist. Which brings me to this question that I have, and I think I, I'm going to end up having this question every week until this motherfucker's out of office. It's, how do Trump supporters rationalize and justify all of this shit? How do they do it? How can you sit there and be like, I, I was pro-Trump because I believed he was going to give me a health care plan that was going to cover everybody and be inexpensive because he was going to protect me from Mexicans and, and other assorted Brown people and Brown M&Ms. How are they looking at this going like, man, he's got another advisor that's a member of some Nazi sympathizer group. He's not a real full member. He just, I don't know. He just cosplays as a Nazi sympathizer. They've got all these ties to Russia, which is not good. Trump constantly lies. The wiretapping thing had to be, was finally thrown out because it's known to be bullshit. I mean, I guess there was some wiretapping that happened to Trump Tower a few years back, but that was because they were wiretapping Russian spies and they were staying in Trump Tower, and those same people that they were wiretapping ended up hanging out with Donald Trump in public because Donald Trump's totally fucking clean and not guilty of anything. I mean, how do you still... If you're paying attention, how are you still today a Trump supporter? I know his popularity uh, is down at like 37%, says the fake news and the fake polls that were so wrong in November... Because he won with the biggest margin ever. Or the smallest. You know, whatever. He didn't even win the popular vote. I can't stress this enough. He lost the health care bill. He got friggin' shut down on the wiretapping claims. And he got friggin' punked out when it came to when it comes to the ties to Russia. Because he's getting investigated for that. And he had a small inauguration cl- crowd. Can't say that enough. Didn't win the popularity vote. This guy's a five-time loser in those last couple months. This is a, he, he may have said, he said on the campaign trail, he said, we're going to win so much. Everybody's going to get tired of winning. Well, dude, we've been beating you at every corner when it comes to Muslim bans and healthcare acts. I'm enjoying the winning, but I'm not quite sick of beating you yet. So that's pretty much it for the news. There's a lot of other stuff that's going on, but I, I'm only doing an hour long, 30 minute to 30 to 60 minute show here. I'm not really trying to go 10 hours trying to cover all the news. If I wanted to do that, I would do a, a daily show. Not the daily show, but a daily show. But I, I don't want to go into all that. And now I want to get into the main story that I wanted to cover. And I wanted to get away from from Trump specifically and talk about something else that's really important and, and kind of big in the news lately, you know, the environment, that place we live, you know, planet earth and everything that's going on with that. And 
I'm really not going to... I'm going to throw in some commentary on climate change here, but I'm actually going to read. I'm going to read the uh, climate.nasa.gov slash evidence site. You can go to that website and read for yourself, or you can follow along with me. But I'm going to read some of this, and I'm just going to give you NASA's take on it. I know that Donald Trump's budget wants to cut NASA, probably because of shit like this. But it's, 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 worth, it's worth going over. And we're going to start off with what a scientific consensus actually is. What does that mean? And on the website, scientific consensus for climate change is 97% of climate scientists agree that climate warming trends over the past century are very likely due to human activities. And most of the leading scientific organizations worldwide have issued public statements endorsing this position. And yet we have guys like Scott Pruitt, the director of the EPA, for some fucking reason, Going around pretending like he's a scientist when he's not saying that, oh, uh, carbon emissions are not a key factor in climate change. You know, bullshit. Anybody with half a brain knows that that's crap. But, you know, continuing on, what is... What are the facts with climate change? And here's what NASA says. The Earth's climate has changed throughout history. Just in the last 650,000 years, there have been seven cycles of glacial advance and retreat. With the abrupt end of the last ice age about 7,000 years ago, 7,000 years ago, which you may note, is 1,000 years prior to the actual creation of the Earth, if you believe creationists, like jackasses like Ken Ham, 7,000 years ago marked the beginning of the modern climate era and of human civilization. So human civilization is even a 1,000 years older than the planet. That's food for thought. Most of these climate changes are attributed to very small variations in Earth's orbit that change the amount of solar energy our planet receives. Now that little fact right there, I've known for a long time, which is why if you've known me for a long time, and let's face it, most of you probably do because, you know, only my friends are listening right now, maybe a couple others. But if you've known me for a long time, if you go back, I actually didn't believe in the whole climate change thing either that we're going back eight, nine, 10 years when I didn't believe it, and this was long before I was aware of a scientific consensus, and the reason why I didn't believe it is because I was like, well, you know, the climate kind of always shifts based on the sun, the, the Earth's position and its axis, and it's an oblong rotation, and but that just doesn't stand up anymore. That doesn't explain the massive changes that you can see in climate change. I mean, there's a graph right here that I'm looking at. That shows going back 400,000 years, which is, by the way, 394,000 years before the Earth was created, according to creationists. But we're going back 400,000 years, and carbon dioxide levels were never maxed, never really went above 300 parts per million. And today, the current level is at about 400 parts per million, which is significantly higher than it has been in the last 400,000 years, and the, the the planet's getting fucking warmer. The seasons are getting weirder. The There's glacial 
the glaciers are melting, ice caps are melting, which is going to cause ocean sea levels to rise. The oceans are warming. There's all kinds of problems that are coming out of that. But to continue on, the current warming trend is of particular significance because most of it is very likely human-induced and proceeding at a rate that is unprecedented in the past 1,300 years, which is well within the creationist standpoint. So if we're going to look at this from the religious standpoint, because the religious people don't want to believe in climate change either, the hardcore religious people that let their um, one-sided, narrow view of religion guide everything they think, they can understand this. The Earth was definitely around within this time frame. 1,300 years is within that range, so it is very likely human-induced and proceeding at a rate that is unprecedented in the past 1,300 years. So we're definitely doing something here that's unseen in the last 1,300 years at the very least. Earth-orbiting satellites and other technological advances have enabled scientists to see the big picture, collecting many different types of information about our planet and its climate on a global scale. Yes, there are Earth-orbiting satellites that do a number of things. They monitor climate. They also take pictures of the planet to show that it's a fucking sphere and that it's round. We're going to get into Flat Earth on a different episode. I have a guest coming on for the Flat Earth episode. He's a friend of mine. His name is Ben. If you know Ben and you know me, you know that episode is going to be fucking funny. And it's going to contain scientific fact and two people probably just screaming at the top of their lungs about how people are stupid and it'll be fun and I I'm looking forward to that one. That's that's in the that's in the coming weeks and I can't wait for that one. But these earth orbiting satellites um can give us all kinds of information as as it relates to climate and we should probably pay attention to them because it's important. It's not like it's just um magic mumbo jumbo. Space metal tube show weird number don't understand. That's not really what the situation is. I mean, it maybe it is in Arkansas, but it's not here. The heat trapping nature of carbon dioxide and other gases was demonstrated in the mid 19th century. The ability to affect the transfer of infrared energy through the atmosphere is scientific is the scientific basis of many instruments flown by NASA. There is no question that increased levels of greenhouse gases must cause the earth to warm in response. I actually should should come clean. I like planetary science, especially when it's uh planets that aren't earth. I like learning about other planets. I'm not a physicist or an astronomer, but I like knowing things. And one thing that I've always found really interesting was Venus. When talking about climate change and greenhouse gases and global warming, Venus is actually really cool because basically it's the greenhouse effect on overdrive. And that planet we can't land any of our stuff on it because as soon as it breaches the atmosphere, it is so hot on that planet, everything melts. Uh, lead will melt within a second. I mean, everything melts on that planet because of a runaway greenhouse effect. And we can see what happens with that. So when you have a greenhouse effect here, 
It worries me because I know where it can go. I know a lot of people may not want to believe in the science of all that, but science is a funny thing. Pendulet said in one of his books, I, I believe it was every day as an atheist holiday, but it could have been God, no. I've read both of them, and it's been a little while, so I get confused. But Pendulet said, there's something really interesting about science and religion. If you were to wipe both of them off the face of the planet and rediscover them from scratch, science would remain exactly the same then as it is now. Religion would be completely different. And that's true. It's very true. Continuing on. Ice cores drawn from Greenland, Antarctica, and tropical mountain glaciers. So, you know, Greenland, you know, North Pole, Antarctica, South Pole, so both sides of the planet, show that the Earth's climate responds to changes in greenhouse gas levels. Ancient evidence can also be found in tree rings, ocean sediments, coral reefs, and layers of sedimentary rocks. The ancient or paleoclimate evidence reveals that current warming is a currently is occurring, excuse me, roughly 10 times faster than the average rate of ice age recovery warming. And you'll have to forgive me for all of my verbal tics and all of my retarded talk and forgetting and saying words wrong. I'm recording this live. No edits. I hate the sound of my own voice, so I don't listen to my so I don't listen to these back. And I'm not going to edit it. So if I and chew on my own tongue for a second, you'll have to forgive me. And if I decide that I'm going to take a, take a nice big drink of my, of my tea, you'll have to deal with that too. Ah, generic tea, refreshing. So basically, you know, we got this global warming thing. And it's been politicized. And everybody wants to say, oh, well, well, not everybody. Okay, both sides of it want to blame the other side for politicizing it. But I think what really happened here is I've been hearing about global warming since I was a kid. Um, I, I mean, it must have been in the 80s the first time I heard global warming. Climate change is kind of the way they changed it so maybe people would stop calling it global warming and because that phrase has got this whole stigma with it now. But if you go back, I've been hearing about this my whole life. And... Let's put it this way. Even if we're wrong. We're not, but even if we're wrong, it's probably a good idea to not dump all kinds of shit into the atmosphere just to be safe. I don't see what that harms. I know that might harm some oil tycoon, his wallet, but is that really going to harm you or me? Is that, is coming up with a, okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who I am not a huge fan of, Arnold Schwarzenegger once said, um, if you want to find out how dangerous um, uh, fossil fuel burning vehicles are, sit in a garage with windows and doors shut with a regular unleaded fuel gasoline car turned on, sit in there, and find out how healthy that is for you, and turn around and then do the same thing with a hydrogen-powered car. You know, which one are you going to live through? If you can sit in a closed space with a car that's on and die because it's going to poison your lungs, maybe we should consider reducing the usage of that. 
Maybe we shouldn't be worried about whether Al Gore made a fucking movie about it or not. Maybe we should just look at it from a reasonable standpoint. I want to be able to sit in a room with a car and not die. And if that can kill you in a confined space, imagine all the vehicles on the road and what it's doing to the planet. It's not just going up and leaving the planet. It's just not. We know it's not. There's no evidence that it is. Tons of evidence that it's not. So it's probably for the best that we just err on the side of caution here. If you don't believe in climate change, that's fine. You can call yourself a skeptic. That's not what a skeptic is. A skeptic is somebody who doesn't believe something until the evidence is in. You are not a skeptic if all of the evidence is in and you still don't believe it. That's not intelligence. That's not skepticism. That's just being stupid. You're fucking stupid. Like... Uh, let, let, let's let's attack a popular pet project of the left. I like going after the right. Let's go after the left a little bit. The left really likes to go after friggin' um, vaccines. There's a lot of leftists that hate vaccines because they cause autism despite all of the science and all of the facts pointing to otherwise. They do not cause autism. Jenny McCarthy, and this may come as a surprise to many of you, is not actually a fucking scientist. She is, however, a washed up has been model. And you know what? That's what she's good at. That's what she should remain. But no, she's a scientist now because she's on some TV show and she's got a voice. No, 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 no. Autism is not caused by vaccines. The science is in on that. If you don't believe that, that doesn't make you a skeptic. It makes you a fucking idiot. Same goes for climate change. The science is in. If you don't believe it, it doesn't make you a skeptic. It makes you a fucking moron. Well, that seems like a good place to end the show. Let's see how long this has been going. Maybe I'll drag it out for a few more minutes. Nah, we're about 30 minutes in. 26. I think this is a good time to start thinking about hitting the old dusty trail. You know? What do you guys think? Yeah, you didn't make it this far. You got sick of me 10, 15 minutes ago, probably. 26 minutes ago, most likely. You didn't make it past the intro, did you? Nobody's even listening right now. If you're listening to this right now, why I, why don't you visit me on Twitter at Chad W. Vinson and talk to me. Tell me how stupid you think I am or how, how smart you wish I was. Um, or you can find me on Facebook uh, at Chad Vincent Comedy. Uh, you can go to my Patreon page, which uh, is linked everywhere. You can find The Vincent Show on Patreon. Donate. Give us a dollar. Give us five dollars. Give us one million dollars. Nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to do that. That would be stupid to give me a million dollars. I'd blow it on drugs in a big hurry. I don't even like drugs. I'd just spend it on drugs just to say I did. But, um... Yeah, donate some money, get me better, it'll help me get better equipment, it'll help me get um, an intro, a real intro for the show, because the music that you hear at the beginning and end, that's actually mine, I recorded that a few years back, I didn't have to license it, it sounds alright to me, it's kind of got this weird heavy distortion quality to it that came out of nowhere, but whatever, that's me, I did that. You know what, maybe if you donate and you like that that portion of the song, it's an all-instrumental song, maybe I'll sell you the MP3 and you can you can listen to the full song if you donate. That that works too. Um, 
Website's forthcoming. I've got a temporary website up right now, but I can't remember the full address because it's not. I don't own the domain, so it's this long Wix thing. But you can. I'm sure you can search Vincent Show on Google and find that. Um, you can catch this show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and uh, hopefully soon iHeartRadio. Um, I did want to kind of break a little rule that I have when it comes to the show real quick. I am a wrestling fan. I don't like to really talk about wrestling too much because, as they say, I'm not in the business, so I don't really want to speak too much on it and armchair quarterback. And also, I just I got more things to do in my life than worry about what's happening on a TV show. But I did catch wind that the uh, commentator for the WWE or through most of my life. He doesn't do it anymore, but he did for a very long time, Jim Ross. His wife recently died after an accident uh, near her home. She was riding her Vespa home from the gym, and she got into an accident and suffered many skull fractures and and passed away the Wednesday night or Thursday morning. And I sort of want to break my rule about talking about wrestling just for a second to say that um, this is... I've been listening to a lot of stuff and reading a lot of stuff and everybody that knew her has nothing but great things to say about her. So I wanted to just sort of send my condolences to Jim Ross and, you know, stick in there, man. You've got a whole world of wrestling fans that love you. And I know you're going to be doing your, your shows still on WrestleMania weekend and you're going to be hanging out with a lot of fans and, I'm hoping they they send you a lot of love. You're getting it from California, man. But as far as uh, the Vincent show is concerned, we're done for the night. We will see you next week.